Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to Thriller the Chase. And a big welcome on this Friday afternoon to Frill of the Chase. It's that time of the week. We're getting close to the weekend. I guess it's officially the weekend for a lot of people out there, and that means a lot of racing to ponder and predict because there's a lot happening in all three codes this weekend. We've got the Turbul Stakes and the Thoroughbreds, plenty of trots action, and, of course, the Mighty Greyhounds, which will be our main focus. Racing at the Meadows, of course, tonight, or the Twilight Fixture, if you want to call it that, and there's certainly a lot happening there. We'll get to that, and we'll get to Bichabaya's tips shortly, but there's plenty to reflect on in regards to last night's results as well, particularly at Sandown, also other parts of the country, and a couple of very dominant performances as well. Loved the victory of Lakeview Cruiser in the end at a time of 29.778 seconds from box number six ahead of Nahari Bale and what was a pretty decent field. And there's a lot happening as well. Providence Bale in race seven with a big victory over Xavier Bale. Andrea Daly just continuing to produce the goods. Five star continuing on its good form. 41.86 seconds the time. Defeating Bessie's Daisy and Luna Star in race number eight as well, which had the bulk of the prize money last night uh, in regards to the races there. Damian Watson's my name and joining me as always to discuss the latest Greyhound Racing news is, of course, the one and only Mitch Bayer, Greyhound Racing breeder, owner and media personality. How are you, Mitchy? I don't think we have Mitchy on the line. We'll certainly get him up on the line very, very shortly. Uh, in the meantime, just in regards to last night's action as well, uh, rearview mirror, not a bad time in 30.0864 seconds. Uh, that was a grade five event, of course, in race number 10. Uh, over the 515 metres, I thought that was a reasonable time uh, ahead of Boston Garden and Grace's Spirit. And just in relation to some of the other races last night, bounce back. That was one to watch as well because it's my party. Had the good draw from box one and bounce back was able to do just that in a time of 34.569 seconds. Some of the other focus points in regards to today's show, the Adelaide Cup heats absolutely superb last night, and the box draw is going to be interesting as they light it up there in South Australia. And also the opening of the Terralgan track has been delayed due to construction and, of course, the lockdown because the Latrobe Valley at this point in time will be going into lockdown. I think they've already entered into a snap lockdown at the moment, which is a bit of a shame because it certainly is a very good facility. And we'll wait to see when that actually does open. Uh, the Sales Sprint Cup final, that'll be a focus of ours also on the show. We'll have a look at the fields there, a belter of a field. No question about that. And the Bendigo Cup will take centre stage as well with an altered time slot. And we'll obviously have Mitch Bayer's best bets for not only tonight, but the weekend itself and we'll obviously get him up on the line very shortly. Roddy says, hey, Mitch and Dabo, gave you the first winner last week at the Valley. Now I've got another each way in the first at 16s. Keitler, all right. Well, Roddy was very successful, as he mentioned last week, so we'll certainly follow him in there, and hopefully it does get up. Uh, of course, night racing at the Valley tonight as well in the thoroughbreds. Uh, no group one, unlike last week. Just a number of benchmark races, but it's still quality racing. No question about that. We'll endeavour to get Mitch Abaya up on the line. And if you want to text him, by the way, feel free to do so. 0499 736 736. Mark from Melbourne says, Mitch, thanks for your tips at Sandown last night. Multied your three best, which all won 
and an absolute big collect. So thank you there, Mark, for sending that through. I know you're a regular listener and, yeah, the Peacock just continues to deliver. You can listen to him on sale Sundays as well, by the way. And that is on at 5 p.m. on SEN Track. He will be on with Jason Bonington. And I'll tell you what, they're great characters. No question about that. 0499 736 736 to text in, as I mentioned. And there's a lot happening at the Meadows as well tonight. As, as I referred to before, we're in the middle of the card there, obviously, with the lockdown and the curfew. Uh, a number of the metropolitan races are being held across a time slot, which is convenient to the twilight meet and obviously we'll get some results there as they come to hand and Mitchie will give us his tips as well so if you want to send in your tips 0499 736 736 we'll take a break and we'll get Mitch up very shortly on the line you're listening to Thrill of the Chase on this Friday night Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase And a big welcome back to Frill of the Chase on this Friday afternoon across the country on SEN Track. Mitchie Bayer is now up and connected. Mitchie, a big welcome to you, mates, and uh, commiserations for falling just short last night on the Lids fly. Uh, good avo, Damo, and uh, always a pleasure to be doing the show with you on a Friday. And Yeah, couldn't quite get there last night, but I tell you what, we had an absolute fill-up. Um, three best bets all got up at Dapto, and we also hit the quaddy there as well, which paid about 1200 so the listeners filled the pockets, and... As much as I didn't get the win over Wachi, I uh, had a little win ourselves, so it was good. Uh, good stuff. Now, we've got race five coming up from the Meadows very shortly. This one over 5.25 metres. A very good race, this one. Jack Bale is a favourite. We know how good Jack Bale is. From box number three, just lit up the clock on this track three runs back. Looks well graded. I'm going to go, though, with Eat My Dust for each way, just as a little bit of a value bet. What are your thoughts on this race? I think this is a really good race. There's no speed in boxes uh, one or two, really, and uh, Jack Spale's probably the only speed in the race. So I think he just goes straight to the front and blows them away. Uh, boxes four, five, six, and uh, four, five, six, and seven are just average away. So uh, I don't think that they're going to be causing too much trouble. But yeah, Jack Spale straight to the front. All right, good stuff. We'll pick up that race very shortly. Uh, Maddie from Geelong likes Bobby the Brute here at 750. It's won two of its last five, so it is a chance. Let's head to the Meadows now, race five. And Jack Spale, just a moderate get away from box number three. Got a bit of a squeeze after the start and away fast. West Aralene takes the lead running to the back straight there from round the outside time for Peace Chime again. Two lengths to Jack Spale, followed further back then by Eat My Dust. Long gap of the race center of a Hoggerty Jet, followed then by Winlock Thorn and Bobby the Brute as they come off the back straight and the leader nicely cleared time for Peace. Four or five clear. Jack Spale tried to make some ground followed then by West Aralene and then came Eat My Dust in the straight though. Time for Peace is clear. Trying very hard Jack Spale. Time for Peace beat Jack Spale. Third Eat My Dust just over West Aralene. Behind them then came Mahogany Jet followed then by Winlock Thor and back to the tail. Bobby the Brute in the time is showing around 30.03. A little bit disappointed in Jack Spale there Mitchie or Time for Peace. I suppose you've got to give it credits and the punters probably did support it late despite its inconsistent <coughs> form going in. Yeah, no, I'm not disappointed with Jack Spale because he, uh, he got absolutely pulverised out the boxes. Dead set got crunched, and there's not much you can do when you get wiped out like that at the right. start. He was a massive run, probably a good thing beaten. Um, time for Peace was very, very good, but I, I just think at box rise, Time for Peace went right. Mahogany Jet and Eat My Dust come hard left. Jack Spale was a meat in the sandwich. He got spat out, and um, Time for Peace, uh, very nice win there, $5.70. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, just for those following the thoroughbreds, uh, to use the 
antiquated expression. It's not an antiquated expression. It's technically right. Uh, we got the first coming up from the Valley. A number of people have put their tips in. Dio is a favourite. Jai McNeil, or Dio, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Jai McNeil, the jockey, of course. Melbourne Cup winning jockey aboard for Team Hawks. And it's hard to really read this race based on form line because there are a couple of first starters. I'm going to go with Siriani. Uh, I think it's been a little bit more experienced in its campaigns. It's been the placings in three of its last four. So on that basis, at $5, I think that's a decent price. Linda Beach aboard there for Philip Stokes. So Siriani for me for the first at the Valley. Dal from Camberwell has texted in saying, ah, the Peacock won me nearly $2,000 on the quaddy last night. What a bloody legend. So even though you didn't come up trumps, Mitchie, you still uh, got the listeners love. No question about that. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, we, uh, yeah, we didn't win last night, but I'll tell you what, we won uh, a fair bit of cash for the listeners. So it was fantastic. So uh, I'm going to go with you here at uh, the Valley, mate. I think this yeah. DO wins. It's a, a easier race than it's uh, recent outings. And, the gate could be a little bit of a query, but uh, most of the speeds around him and not on the rail. So uh, I think Dio goes straight uh, past the post first. All right, so you go with the fave there. Also, Mark from Melbourne, just reiterating that text before. Mitch, thanks for your tips at Sandown last night. Multied your three best, which all won. Big collect. Also, off the SMS, Matty from Geelong likes the night in this race at Moody Valley. Pacific Ruby, Damien Oliver aboard there. Still at single-figure odds at about $9, and I think it finished second in its first start. So it certainly is one to be considered, and uh, Matty certainly pushing that case significantly off the text machine. So that race over the 1,200 metres. But Bit of money here for Dio. Yeah, it's coming into 380. It was at five bucks only a couple yeah. of minutes ago. Now, Been pumped, absolutely pumped. Yes, and uh, that gives, does give you an indication perhaps what it's capable of. Just before we bring out the results and maybe follow the first in at Moody Valley, uh, we'll recap last night's racing. And I guess one of the highlights I didn't touch on earlier on, but I guess I wanted to say the explanation for you was the performance of Wow, She's Fast in the first, uh, the maiden final there over 515 metres. Before we get your thoughts, let's take a listen to what's transpired in the wet last night. Alcatraz and the favourite Dundee Idols near last. Monty Court went through to lead from Big Luck Dundee. Away and racing and wow, she's fast away nicely from box number two. And look at that acceleration. 5.11 on a recently harrowed track and she raced clear by four lengths to Aston Wise. To the third now quarter bail. Then Harley Ryder, Potlock Chuck, followed by Aldenzia. Three lengths away last, Gracie's Joy. So off the back in 1872, and it's all wow, she's fast. She looks the real deal. It's going to be two out of two. She's five, six, seven lengths to Aston Wise. Wow, she's fast, breathtaking again. Wow, she's fast, won it by seven, beating Aston Wise, third quarter bail. Well, a 100% strike rate there for wow, she's fast. And you just wonder, Mitch, what's it capable of? Yeah, I know. It's got a, uh, a massive future ahead, this dog. Gee, she's good, and uh, the name's very appropriate. And she's last night. You've got to look at the times that she run compared to some of the others. Like Providence Bale's won numerous group uh, city races. He went 29.70-odd last night, Providence Bale. She's gone 29.38. Um, and, you know, you, you're late for your cruisers. They've gone around the 70-odd mark as well. But what stands out to me is that second split. In the wet, she's still gone 18.70 um, down the back. I'm yeah, eighteen seventy-two. Whereas these others were running around the nineteen-second mark. So uh, she's blistering to that second peg. Uh, I know Cal Greeno said she needs to find a little bit in the run home, but she will just with maturity and age. And um, I know sports better uh, there chasing her for the Phoenix slot. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what happens there. And she's still got a lot of lot of racing, obviously, to come. And 
Uh, still a bit more racing leading up to the Phoenix, but as long as she stays sound, I'm sure she'll be uh, in contention, that's for sure. Obviously, wet conditions at Sandown holistically for the meeting last night. I know it's obviously not as significant an impact on the racing compared to the thoroughbreds, but does it make a significant enough impact to affect the racing itself because it was wet pretty much all day yesterday in Melbourne? I can, yeah. I found it was a leader's track yesterday. Hard to make any ground. Um, all the leaders that were out in front virtually led from go to woe, rarely got run down and not much was making a lot of ground from the back. So I think it was uh, it was definitely rain affected. We had an absolute downpour and a half all day yesterday. But uh, yeah, you found that the leaders on probably what was uh, fresh ground, you would say, uh, or undisturbed out in front, it was uh, it was the place to be. Yeah, no question about that. We're still getting a lot of love off the text machine here for you, Peacock. Uh, thanks for the quaddy at Dapto, says Anonymous. Have both your tips one out. Uh, Gino says, Mitch, were my eyes deceiving me, but they have hurdle racing for greyhounds in the UK. They do, yeah. They actually do. Yeah, it's interesting. I watched it with uh, J-Bon the other day uh, on Thursday night when we uh, when we had last week's show, and I said, how's this? Get a, get a load of the old uh, hurdles. And yeah, they used to have it here in, they used to have it here in uh, Victoria years yeah. ago. Well, it's interesting because thought you would have thought you would have known that, uh, Tomo. Tomo, it's a uh, Damo, mate. <laughs> oh, not Tomo. Sorry, Damo. No, I love it. We sound very similar. Don't worry about that. That's all good. Uh, just on hurdle. I was racing, looking at his name on my phone. <laughs> He's in your face all the time. No, just with <laughs> hurdle racing itself, it's interesting. The culture in the UK, it's different. You go. And have a look at the thoroughbred racing. They love their jumps racing. You have the Cheltenham Carnival. You have the Grand National, which is sort of their version of the Melbourne Cup. And it's all around jumps racing. Whereas here in Australia, it's yep. a little bit different. It's probably aside from Wardenbull fallen by the wayside. So I think that does precipitate, I guess, into the Greyhounds. And that's why the hurdle is so popular, even with the Greyhounds, because it's just that culture of jumps racing in general across the codes that seems to, I guess, attract a lot of attention. So maybe it is a culture. Yeah, it's- it's pretty popular over there, isn't it? There is uh, there is a lot of jumps racing, and if you you get to about midnight and you chuck on Sky, uh, you will notice that there's uh, jumps races for fun. They're everywhere, and uh, the Greyhounds are something that you don't really see too often. But, yeah, a friend of ours, uh, he used to own well, – his old man used to train one, actually, that was a very, very good uh, jumps dog called Perestreet. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. I, I don't know – with the times these days, uh, how quick the dogs go going into those jumps, it'd be uh, be pretty different. I, I imagine that there'd have to be a little bit of uh, easing up before you go to hurdle one of those. But yeah, it's 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 different. I've seen a few YouTube clips of uh, the old the old school jumps racing, but yeah, saw it in England the other day and it was different. Yeah, no question about that. And where are we sitting here at Mooney Valley, we're, we're just outside the leader. Yeah, yeah, you just just on the outside. I actually went with Siriani, so I know. Dio oh, okay, so you're right behind yeah, me. Yeah. I'm on the second favourite here because it's got more experience. Okay. But we'll see how it goes. It's probably third starting to amble around the outside. So we're neck and neck at the moment, just behind the leader, which I think is our boy Brian. It's in a good spot too, the leader. Yeah, you're in a good spot. Uh, our boy Brian's going to career away, I think. Too good. It was a $19 pop for the first at the Valley. Wow. Uh, Dio disappointing? To an extent, because it didn't run out the trip as well as I expected. I know it's a heavy track, so maybe that is taken into effect. But, gee, uh, the way it works. How's this horse? This horse, this horse on debut went around at 31s and ran uh, third at Maui, hmm. then went to Cranbourne and ran second paying at 61s and has now got up at 21s at the Valley. Yeah. 
Oh, unbelievable. 23-7 paid top two. Uh, Rock off the SMS. Hey, Mitchie, great to hear up and about, matey. Thanks for all your efforts and ongoing professionalism. Also off the SMS, Remy says, massive fill-up late at Angle Park last night from Mitch. Love it from you. Four wins at Murray Bridge tonight. Is Murray Bridge slowly becoming one of your favourite tracks? No, I like the bridge, yeah. I'm a big fan of the bridge. Uh, I, know, I speak to Remy quite often. He's a big, big uh, fan of Adelaide racing. He obviously lives in Adelaide, but geez, he goes well tipping over there. And yeah, no, we, uh, I follow I follow racing of all states. But uh, yeah, he's got me got me following a few races at the moment. Yeah, and we'll touch on a lot of Adelaide racing a little later on in the program because it's starting to really heat up over there. Just reflecting on last night a little further, one that I want to touch on in particular, Mitchie, is race number six, the victory of Bounce Back from box number six. A lot of prize money on offer and it defeated It's My Party, a quality dog who had the good draw from box number one for Angela Langton, finished in second spot. Let's take a listen to how that transpired and unfolded last night. Set to go now, field in. Green light turned on, they're set. Away and racing now, and it's my party began well, going out fast, bounce back, and bounce back's going to cut across and take the lead, and that gave Persian Goddess the run to second, a neck away with a lap to go. Three and a half lengths to it's my party, Mapunga Felix, then going all right, and they've cleared out to carry on Liam Radic Bale and Seema back last, bounce back down the back, led by two and a half lengths to Persian Goddess, who's all out chasing, there by four lengths to it's my party, and the rest headed by Mapunga Felix, but it's bounce back, just lift the intensity turning for home dash clear bounce backs go to win it by three lengths it's my party really grounded out well late third persian goddess and then going all right followed by mapunga felix radek bale and back at the ten, at the end of the field carry on liam with seema 34-58. It's an interesting race last night. Bounce back certainly did bounce out of the boxes very well, and that probably proved to be the difference, although such was the dominance in the end. I know It's By Party had a good finish late. It was knocked around a bit, the red, it must be said. But bounce back, I think, was so dominant that it would have won anyway, regardless. Yeah, he's a very good dog, bounce back. And uh, once again, the leaders just kept going, and uh, he's been, you know, Mr. Consistent. He has never been a superstar of a dog, but he's... A very good dog. Um, he's just reliable. That's what he is. Over 600, he gets out in front and he runs on along. And if you can't mow him down, you're not winning. So, um, you know, he was good last night, 34.59. Just shows how rain affected the track was. He's usually a 34.05, 34.10 sort of dog. So it was a good seven or eight lengths off. Yeah, absolutely right. And just in regards to some of the other races last night, we'll touch on Adelaide very shortly. But any that stand out to you aside from the main ones that we've covered, I know Five Star had a very good win. I uh, know that uh, Watchy is relatively bullish about this dog. 41.86 seconds and decent prize money on offer over the longer distance, 715 metres. Seems to suit that distance range, I think, and uh, won well from box seven last night. Yeah, it was a really good win last night, uh, five-star. And I think it was Dave who needed uh, five-star to win last night for about a $1,400 collect. So he had a really good uh, collect there from five-star. It might have been 1100 sorry, but still a real good uh, amount. Now, the dog's flying. Paula Bella's got him going super, 41.86. If we're saying that's a rain-affected run, well, goodness me, what would he have run on a good track? Because we know last week he went 41.30-odd. But um, I thought the run of the race was Bessie's Daisy. This dog clung on at 38.80. It was paying the win. It was paying 4.20 to place, but... No, I think this dog, it has a decent future. Like for Billy Stockdale's got a few over the staying distance now. One of those was Bravery, who also raced in the race as well. But uh, I thought Bessie's Daisy really matched it and put it to five-star, probably just faded on the turn. But you only go down by three lengths to a, a proven distance dog. Uh, I think this dog's worth following for sure. 
Yeah, fair enough, too. Now, we've got race six coming up for the Meadows, Mitchie, and I know the listeners out there love your tips, particularly at the Meadows. Where are we heading here? Just having a look at the market, I know Major Sacrifice received a lot of support during the week, and it still remains the favourite, although Javil Slick has a good draw from box number one. And I must admit, I'm going to go with the red here. It has a great record from this draw from the inside, and I think it has the pace to hold on to that lead, despite the influence of Major Sacrifice on its outside from Jason Thompson. What are your thoughts? Is it a battle between the inside dogs here? Uh, well, the speed's going to be in the three, uh, Aston Harlow. I think it'll probably cut the two off, the one and the two off on the inside. The four is slow. Five's just an average beginner, but Jizzy can run this dog. Fabriola's at. He's yeah. got a massive motor. Just ticked over 100000 in prize money. Um, party lights, if... If she can get it right at the start, well, she can run a race. And I'm going to go each way on the seven, Snapper Smith. I think this dog's got a lot of ability. Um, it worries me a little bit at times uh, how consistent it is, but its last two runs have been superb, and I reckon it's just been crying out for 600. So I reckon the Snapper. A snapper, all right. We'll follow that one in. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. by the way, if you wish to provide your tips. Happy to play along with you as well. Uh, just in regards to some of the other racing to focus on, I know they're going to get set at Murray Bridge, by the way, race number seven. And speaking of South Australian racing, Mitchie, that certainly does come under the spotlight. It already did last night. The Adelaide uh, Cup heats were absolutely superb. And what do you make of the box draw? Because it is intriguing. Yeah, it is intriguing. Uh, Aston Rupee has drawn the pink, oh, and we didn't see him in action last night. Obviously, he got the, uh, he got the golden ticket through, but... Um, yeah, it was great racing last night over there. Great spectacle. Some really good uh, times being run. A couple of favourites were upset and uh, a couple of Victorians got through as well. So uh, I thought it was a really good night of racing and the final is going to be awesome next week. All right. And by the way, a couple of tips off the text machine. Number six, Amirez J-Bob with the next at Dubbo in the thoroughbreds there. Adam from Montrose likes big putts, especially in the next at Mooney Valley. Thank you, Adam, for sending that through. Good to hear. And uh, obviously, Was it big putts? Name. Yeah, big putts. So we'll okay. find that one in. Yeah, he's a good tipster, Adam. Uh, it's an interesting one. With Very Aston, good. Aston Rupee, uh, it'll be intriguing to see how it does perform. And you have a look at the heats as well last night. Um, I know that a lot has been made about Box 8 and the fact that Aston Rupee will need to offset it in order to prevail. Uh, Box 8 isn't a huge concern according to its connections. Does it make a difference from your perspective? No, I think it does because we've seen a big advantage being drawn inside and big races that come it, it pays to have good box draws and you, you know that all the dogs in this race are going to be running pretty good times well very good times and they're in there for a reason so uh, I just think that being caught out there he has to step if he doesn't step he's not crossing and you know, his life's going to be pretty tough but um, yeah I, uh, I, I I don't know I don't know how the box eight's going to suit him but what a race it's going to be a couple of Victorians Webb like uh, Blazer and Dewitt are in there as well and uh, I think Dewitt's beautifully drawn he's got the red and even you got Mr. Fixer, do we know of, from box number nine, Keep It Black, box number three. Major Major has a good draw from box number one as well. And it'll be interesting to see some of the traders' successes as well. I mean, Troy Murray's won two Adelaide Cups, uh, even going back 15 years to Miss Spicy and then Golden Knight last year. And we know how much of a name he is in South Australia Greyhound Racing. So uh, Major Major, of course, one of his chances for box number one. And... It'll be interesting to see how Troy does stack up against some of the big Victorian trainers as well in this race. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's, uh, you know, the major, major wound the clock back last night. He was off and gone. He was a huge run. He was a really nice run the week before. Turned the tables on Webleck Jet 
uh, like got him in the Speed Star Series the run before, but no, really good. And um, yeah, really, really good uh, spread of trainers. All right, they're just about to get underway, race six at the Meadows. We'll head to the news straight after that. It's absolutely pouring down as well at the Meadows, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, uh, teeming. Oh, I was driving into the studio. It was absolutely pelting down. By the way, well done, Remy. Back the four at Murray Bridge, and it got up. So good on you, Remy. Thanks for sending that through. Hopefully the listeners filled up on that and listened to you a couple of minutes prior to that race being run. But in the meantime, let's head to the Meadows, race number six. For a start, about to run this set. Ready now. Racing, major sacrifice slow to begin away fast there would have been Aston Harlow. Drives to the lead, settling down by a length and a half to two clear. Have a carry on Maxwell, followed further back then by Party Lights and over to the inside then Kane Javel Sleek, followed further back by Fabriola Zad. Out of the tail of the field there, Snapper Smith and back at the rear. His major the red. sacrifice going down the back straight there on the lead. His Party Lights by a length or so clear over Aston Harlow. Sleek is chiming in on the outside, followed by My Father's Son. Go the red. Way, then Kane carry on Maxwell coming to the turn now. Party Lights being pressured by Javel Sleek on the Outside they turn for home. Go slick. The inside and Javel Sick. Here's a go. Uh, Javel Sick from you Party Lights or my father, son, who zipped home at the end. Followed by Carry on Maxwell behind them. Then came I came here tonight to hear the crowd go. Good get time. Well, just before we enter the news, how did you analyse that? Javil Slick came around the outside and ultimately it just had too much stamina. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to win, to be honest. He's a bit of a uh, bit of a non-winner. He loves to run a place and I didn't think he was going to go past the leader. And, um, tell you what, I wouldn't have minded one of those uh, roughies to get up. I uh, just had a very small quaddy and went field in that leg. But uh, I wasn't, you know, wasn't overly keen on that, that race. It was a, a pretty... Hard race, as I said, Aston Harlow would lead and did for a long, long way. And I think the run of the race was my father to son. He comes steaming home, was probably a certainty beaten on that uh, home turn. Just had to clip off heels when he had all the momentum and just went down. All right, let's head to the news. You are listening to Frill of the Chase on this Friday afternoon. Dobie of Watson, joined by Mitch Abaya on SEN Track. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. You are listening to Frill of the Chase on SEN Track right around the country. Dobia Watson and Mitch Abaya with you. And, of course, you can catch Mitchie on sale Sundays this Sunday at 6 p.m., special time, 6 p.m. on SEN Track for Sale Greyhound Racing Club, open with limited numbers. And that's a very entertaining listen, let me assure you. Uh, speaking of that Gippsland region, by the way, Mitchie, some bad news, I guess, from a Taralgon point of view. We were talking a couple of weeks ago about the new state-of-the-art track at Taralgon, but... The opening has been delayed due to the construction issues and lockdown issues as well, which is a bit of a shame, but hopefully it's worth the wait, and I'm sure it will be. Yeah, obviously due to the seven-day lockdown of the city of Latrobe, and uh, that commenced obviously 28th September. Construction has uh, been affected in the Trelgan track, and, um, yeah, no construction's permitted at the time. But, uh, yeah, it's disappointing because the track's not far away. It's really taken some shape. It's looking fantastic. I've had quite a few people ask me about the track and the way that they think it's going to um, go. You know, I've had a few people from New South Wales who uh, are pretty intrigued on how it's going to going to fare. But, yeah, it's it's frustrating when it's this close. And, uh, obviously, the the construction industry was shut down, which means we can't get any work done on it. But, uh, yeah, just just delays the uh, the process a little bit and uh, adds to the excitement of when it's going to open. 
Well, I mentioned before that you're going to be on sale Sundays this week, and it's an interesting card, no question about that. And we've got the sales sprint, uh, the Yates Printing Sales Sprint Championship, uh, of course, perfect colour. It was probably flown under the radar throughout his 51 start career. It'll be interesting to see how he performs, and I just wonder how it's going to go. It's a great story as well. You've got the Pearsdale trainers, Jim and Jane Reynolds, who have looked after it and really developed its chances. Uh, Irish-born too, uh, those two trainers. So a good story there, and they've really come a long way. What are your thoughts on Perfect Colour in particular, and indeed the Sales Sprint Championship? Who do you think will come out on top based on what we understand in the form line at this point? It was a huge run last week. Um, Perfect Colour was massive, and uh, I was I was actually quite surprised on how well he went, to be honest. But um, beat Dr Tucker. The, the race is an absolute corker. There's some really good class dogs in there. Um, if you go through and have a look at this field, you'll see that you know they've obviously gone down there for a reason. Uh, the prize money is pretty handy as well. But Ferdinand Boy, um, he was he was great last week. He missed a kick slightly, pushed her on the rail, won very very impressively. And I'm just having a look here now at the uh, at the final. It's ten thousand the winner, two eight two thousand eight hundred per second, and fourteen hundred for third. And now uh, the field, Sweet Demi got up last week at any old odds at around the forty dollar mark. Ferdinand Boy's got box two. Flywheel Bella's got the three. Doctor Tucker's got box four. Mega Dodge box five. Aussie Secret, the six, Soda Prince, the seven, and Perfect Colour at box eight. I'll tell you what, Ferdinand Boy's drawn beautifully, but, jeez, anything could win this, anything. But it is a class field, and this is fantastic. Absolutely. By the way, that last race at the Meadows, there was a dead heat for third, so I think the numbers are one, six, four, and eight, just for those following along. Off the SMS, J-Bob says, all chips in on number two flying jet at Ipswich, which is just about to get underway in the Greyhound. Oh, I like the five. I like the five each way. Oh, we'll see how it goes. We'll follow this one. It's only 430 metres. So the five... Choo, man. It's about second, although there's a bit of collateral damage. And Flying Jet has got the flying start. It's out by a couple of lengths, yeah. although your dog's coming up, bitchy. It's just no, it shouldn't get the two. The two's a good dog. I don't know. It's making a bit of ground here. It'll be a tight finish. Two's got the inside run. The five's coming around the outside. But I think the two holds on. Well done. Well caught. Yeah, the two should hold on. Could have got the exacta there, though. Yeah, true. Uh, so the numbers there, I think, two, three, and five. Spring Pirate came in late, protruded through the middle. Matthew Man in third, as you mentioned. Uh, Josh from Cremorne says, message did last night to see whether I should hedge the last leg of the Best Bets multi. They went off air, but Mitch privately messaged me and said, don't worry, it'll win. And boy, did it. Absolute legend. Cheers again, Mitchie, says Josh. Gee, you're developing a lot of fans here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I saw the message on, on the machine and... We obviously just went off air and he said, should I hedge it? I, uh, he had the multi going. So uh, I just, you know, saw the, the mobile number on there and thought I'd do the right thing and shoot him a message and help him out and said, no, nah, no, nah, I think this thing just wins. And sure enough, did. It was $2.40 into $1.65 and went straight to the front and was too good from there. And uh, thankfully it got up because I told him not to hedge it with anything. So, um, yeah, it was good. Oh, good stuff. Uh, the Bendigo Cup, we were speaking of regional racing before in Victoria. The Bendigo Cup Carnival key dates have obviously been moved because of the whole COVID situation as well. So they've moved to the night time slot, I think. Uh, there's going to be races as part of the carnival on Wednesday the 6th, so next Wednesday. And then Saturday the 9th, we'll have the heats of the Chasers Function Centre Bendigo Cup. The twilight meeting on the Sunday as well on the 10th of October. Uh, we've got the Hip Pocket Bendigo Sprint Cup and the Vic Bread Maiden Series. And then it all culminates and 
Saturday the 16th of October where we have the finals of the Bendigo Cup, the Sprint Cup, the Battlers Cup, the Grade 5 Series and the Vic Bread Maiden Series as well as a Cup Night match race which I always look forward to on a big night regionally. Uh, the match races are always a highlight for me, Mitchie, and it's good to see it still going ahead and they're capitalising on the schedule change and I guess it's an opportunity to showcase the carnival given what's happening in the metropolitan areas where we have the curfew. It'll have... I guess its own little window, uh, particularly later on in the evening, for some of those night meetings in particular. Oh, it's fantastic. And Bendigo is one of my favourite tracks, and um, I look forward to getting up there. And obviously, there's going to be no crowds on course for the second year running, which is disappointing. And I know uh, it's, a, it's a track that it really does attract quite a lot of um, supporters. A lot of the locals get down there and watch it as well, and uh, it's a great night out there at Bendigo. And um, I know that it says October 9 is going to be a massive night out at Lord's Raceway. Uh, this is Troy Harley, uh, his comment on the uh, GRV page. And it's going to, the, the cup heats are going to run alongside the big Victoria Cup card at uh, the Bendigo Harness, so a bit of a uh, duo. So it's going to be fantastic, massive atmosphere out there at Bendigo, and I'm sure they'll attract some great numbers as well in those heats because... It's one of the, the cups that everyone wants to win. I know Shimmer Shine was uh, fantastic last year. Hardstyle Rico was awesome uh, as well. And uh, they just attract the big names. And, yeah, that, that calendar, that carnival is going to be great. You get to see uh, the Battle is Cup. You've also got the Maiden Series on as well. So uh, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and I like the fact, and we spoke about this before with the Tricode Series that they have at Cranbourne once a year. But I like it when the Harness and the Greyhounds do come together. And I think it complements each other when they do have basically joint meetings on the same night, particularly uh, if it's in the same region. Uh, I know there's obviously not going to be crowds, but I think it'll be good if you see more than that, more of that, I guess, to be honest with you, Mitch, because ultimately each one benefits the other. Yeah, no, I reckon you're right. I like the idea. Um, I think that, you know, the more people in the vicinity – uh, is better. I know at the moment they probably say otherwise because uh, of COVID. But um, yeah, no, I think they do complement each other. It'll be a massive atmosphere out there. I tell you what, imagine you had, you know, participants, not just participants, but you had, you know, a crowd out there for both. It would be huge, absolutely massive. Especially you get some half decent weather. I know we haven't had the greatest couple of days here in Victoria, but um, Bendigo, the sun, sun will be out. Hopefully, uh, get a nice crowd there next year round, not this year, but um, yeah, I like the idea. That, I know Cranny do the old tri-code, and uh, this is not quite the tri-code, but it, you know, s- something similar. Yeah, that's right, and uh, we've spoken about prize money in recent weeks, and effectively today, at race meetings at Heelsville, the Meadows, Geelong and Sale, we've got the largest prize money pool in Greyhound Racing in the world. More than $63.3 million being offered across the state this financial year by Greyhound Racing Victoria, so there's a 12% increase in prize money for a metro and provincial class standard races, and I think that's good from a provincial point of view more than anything else. It's not just centred on the Meadows, but we've got Heelsville, Geelong and Sale in the figuring as well. Well, which is always a good thing. Oh, it's fantastic, mate. Uh, the prize money going up is huge. Great for the industry. Go for the participants, uh, owners as well, breeders. Um, you know, it's it's pretty expensive to, to breed and, you know, have the dogs. Um, you know, especially training, a lot goes into it. Um, but, you know, the prize money's gone up. It's huge. The, the races tonight at the Meadows, they're worth a fair bit. I think they're paying to fourth as well, which I love the idea of. Um, yeah, no, I reckon it's a great idea and uh, – you know the trainers will be they'll be absolutely stoked especially and, and the breeders as well i think the breeders are probably the the main ones you know they're going to get when their dog wins they're going to get a bit more back help pay those uh, bills 
Now, uh, just before we head to a break, Mitchie, and get your tips for tonight and also the weekend itself in Greyhound Racing, well, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, given uh, you like a bit of a play at the Valley. Race two's coming up. I guess there's a few scratchings, it's fair to say. Uh, Throdtari is a late scratching, by the way, for those listening who haven't caught up, but Morioka and Nana Jen also out. That means star midfielder is the favourite, and you can understand why. It's been in pretty good form, finished third and first at its last couple of starts. I think if you want a little bit of value, I wouldn't mind going on get on the gas. Davey at Oliver, of course, the jockey there. It can be a little bit inconsistent, but when it's on, and I wonder if it'll appreciate the heavy track as well, it's, it's beaten the placings at the very least in three out of its last four runs. And I think at 5.50, it provides a little bit of value. So I might go with get on the gas here, but can understand the appreciation of star midfielder as a favourite. Do you have a little bit of a play here, Mitchie? I'm not sure if you've taken a look at it, so I'll probably put you on the spot. No, no, mate. I'm all over it. Uh, I like the uh, 10 here. I like big putts. I think it's uh, got good soft track form. It's had a a second and a win in its last two and won pretty convincingly as well. Um, I think it'll lead them up here from a half-decent barrier. And uh, I think Adam texted in as well and said about it. So we're going to be all over it. Yeah, it's a $6, and it's been in the top two and three out of its last four. Brett Preble's in fantastic riding form as a jockey. Yeah, if he's on it. Yeah, he's an absolute star. He's the king. Back to the future, isn't it, with Brett Preble? Uh, We'll obviously follow that race during the ad break, and we'll give you the results on the other side. Hopefully, we can produce a winner there, and hopefully for Adam in Montrose as well, he can celebrate with Mitch. On the other side of this break, though, make sure you stay tuned because Mitch Abaya will provide his tips not only for tonight, but also the weekend. We've got Geelong and Sale tonight, and this weekend's racing with the great chase heats on at Bendigo and plenty of depth there. You're listening to Frill of the Chase, and don't forget you can listen to Sale Sundays with Mitch Abaya, Jason Boddington, Rob Popplestone, and Peter Johnston. It's all stacked this weekend for sale greyhounds, for Grey's Bistro, Tab, Kino and Bar. They're all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. Back with more on the other side on SEN Track. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Yes, you are listening to Thrill of the Chase on SEN Track on this Friday evening. Damian Watson joined by Mitch Abaya, Greyhound Racing owner, breeder, media personality. For those following at the Valley, race two was won by Rhinoceros at the end. Jordan Childs getting the job done, riding home. Rhinoceros, capital legend in second. Get on the gas, my tip, finished third, 2-11 and four. The numbers there, paid well, Rhinoceros. Before we get your tips for tonight's racing of the Greyhounds, what are your thoughts on race seven at the Meadows here, Mitchie? Uh, the five's going to be pretty hard to beat here in Victus Rising. I thought there was only two chances in the race, and that was the two and the five. Aratusa Bale, uh, I don't like untapped off the red. Tiger Blurt and slow Aston Lavinia's quick. Uh, I think Aston Lavinia, the four, will lead him up and just drag in Victus Rising straight into this. Uh, not a lot of speed out wide, and he's the class dog of the race. Invictus Rising on top for me. Uh, we're going five to beat two, and then maybe the six into third, five, two, six. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, although if you want a little bit of value, I don't mind backing Aratusa Bale each way, seven fifty and a dollar eighty five. Its form hasn't been that great, but it's as honest as as they come, uh, Aratusa Bale, no question about that. It's gonna get a nice sit on untapped as well from the inside from box number one. Just in regards to your best bets tonight, Mitchie, we'll start off with Geelong. Who are you liking? Now I'll just uh jump across to the Geelong card. I'll tell you what, this five uh, at the Meadows, I'm pretty keen on it. I, I, I think he's beautifully drawn right in the middle of the track. He won well at Sandown last week. Uh, he's a very nice animal, uh, Invictus Rising. So um, it'd be nice if he could salute. Um, my best bets, we're going to start at uh, Geelong. And I have got, what have I got, two there. Uh, so my best, well, one of my best bets at Geelong tonight 
uh, falls in race number. Um, where are we? Race number seven. Uh, Anoka blends. He's drawn beautifully. I'm just trying to find out what odds he is. I'm trying to flip between screens here. Sorry, Damo. Oh, that's all right. Uh, I think with Kablenz, having a look at the what it started, um, it's interesting to see whether there has been any fluctuation because it started at ninety. I know, earlier in the week. So I can't imagine it would have fluctuated too much. No, he's a do- he's a no, he's $1.25. There's a few scratchings. Obviously, Lala, Lala Kiwi's out uh, and Quara Bale's out. Now, um, I thought there was a couple in this that were, were pretty, you know, were, were worth having a go at. Uh, Tan Star, I reckon it is a greyhound to be backing the place. That was my uh, tip for tonight. Uh, ten... oh, hang on, that's a... I'm on the wrong field. Am I? Well, we'll get your tips in any case. No, that's that's race that's race six. Sorry, um, I was looking at the wrong race there. Uh, race six, number six, Tan Star. I liked it a lot in the Oaks final. I think it's going to lead them up. Uh, it's a good race this one. Uh, Gracie Bale also. Black Robin gets a runner's reserve. Americano miss. I think Tan Star. It is a very very fast pup at the moment. It's uh, doing everything right. Dollar seventy five the place there. So that was race six number six Tan Star to place. And then in that um, in that final, well, Kablenz is a dollar twenty five. So we're going to try and find something to run a place. So what I thought was a drawn out wide specialty. It was very very good the other day off box eight at Warrigal. I just think that it's run the other day behind Ingaleo um, was okay, but it's run on res- resumption at uh, Warrigal was very good. So specialty to place, race seven, number eight to place there. So I'm going with the places because it's it's one of those nights where there's some pretty good dogs going around and when you get three or four good dogs in a race, it can be pretty hard to pinpoint. So um, that's the way we're going to be going at Geelong. It's uh, I'll probably put a couple more up on Twitter later on. Yep. Uh, for a couple of those later races, a couple of shorties as well. Typhoon Sammy goes around in race 11. Um, and then we go over to Sale. Now, the Sale races. An interesting night at Sale, obviously, with uh, 12 races on the program tonight. And the first kicks off just before 7 p.m. So, uh, obviously, Earn the Answers is one that stands out to me from box number one in race eight. We know how capable it is. And it's an absolute star speedster. So, 29, I think, 0.10 seconds the time, the last time it won on this track. Yeah, he's a very, very good dog. He's, uh, he was a certainly beaten last time at the Meadows. Um, and I'll tell you what, has he got a motor? He's a very, very fast dog. Um, he just needs an ounce of luck uh, early on, and if he steps, it'll be game, set, match. Now, um, race five, I was pretty keen on the two here, four races. I know Hot Shane is very quick early, but I reckon – Four races can go with it and be too good. It's uh, it's a match. I think it's a race in two. Uh, four races is around three dollars seventy at the moment, and I just think it's too strong for Hot Shana. Hot Shana, bit of the Cranbourne form. Its last run at Sale was okay. Um, they've come for it though. It's two eighty into two fifty. I reckon four races. Race five, number two. It was a really nice run the other night, and then uh, yeah, earn the answers a dollar twenty five. We're leaving him alone. Uh, he's he should be winning from there really, but. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that alone. But race seven, number three, Coolant. I'm a big fan of this dog. Uh, I, I think the dog goes straight to the front. I don't know if there's anything that can catch it. Is the, the dog's lightning early. It'll be off and gone, and it is a leader's track sale. So I think race seven, number three, Coolant.
All right, fantastic work. Invictus Rising prevailed in that previous race at the Meadows, race seven uh, just before Mitchie, so well done to those who Beauty. backed it in. Fantastic work, Mitchie. Uh, and Maddie liked the 6-7 Quinella, didn't quite get up, but still Invictus Rising too. Good, thanks for your time again, Mitchie. Have a good weekend. Anytime, Dame, you too. Good luck tonight. All the best. Stay tuned on the other side of the break. You'll hear the Betfair Edge with Miles Fitzer and Tommy Haylock, and I'll be back from 7pm Eastern time on SEN Track with Josh Jenkins and Tim O'Connor as we take you through a big night of racing across all three codes. Take care. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.